I'm Shane Wilson. Mike Frost. Brian Copney. And we're trying not to get sued. Alright, so tonight I wanted to talk about something that I've seen in the news. And these are just opinions. This is not fucking news. My opinion of what I've seen happen over the past two years and kind of want to talk to these guys about it and see what they think, but... It don't matter if it's your opinion. You see what they did to Joe Rogan. Fuck that. Right. <laughs> right. But what I want to talk about is how they have actively suppressed any mention of a therapeutic that may work for COVID-19. And it, I could not make sense of it for the longest time of why we weren't pursuing something that might work or had a chance of working, why we were so quick to just say, vaccine, vaccine. or fuck that, if you believe that, you're a conspiracy nut, or you don't believe in science, or anything like that. And I think I've seen why it's happening, because Pfizer, the company with the only FDA-approved vaccine, which they're not the only vaccine out there, but they are getting ready to release a therapeutic that if you take the test at the pharmacy, you don't even need to go to a doctor to get it. They're going to hand it to you if you test positive with a rapid test at the pharmacy. So my question is, is where does the money stop with Pfizer? Were they actively trying to snuff out any rumors of a... Uh, a therapeutic that would work because Pfizer was developing one and they knew they were? Or it just never made sense to me why we were actively not talking about any therapeutics at all as far as like something working or did did nothing really work? Well, before you tell me that nothing really works, you got to show me where you actually tried something different. I mean, even as far as like, there, there are men who have uh, prostate problems, and they tell them to take that saw palmetto. It's something natural. Or, uh, I, what was it called? Edelberry. Uh, I mean, something that it, it's not going to cure your disease. I mean, it'll help with the symptoms. May even slow down with the spread of the of the of the uh, virus. I can't. I don't remember, and maybe I'm wrong. I don't remember anybody trying actively trying anything. Just say, all right, we tried this, it didn't work. It was always stay in your house, quarantine, stay away from each other. Uh, there's no way to get out from, out from under it. Did anybody do anything? And if you did do something, I mean, whenever you show me some shit on some commercials, you want to show me uh, studies show that this is 90-something-something-something effective. And if you have blood clots, hearts, uh, nitrates for chest pain, you may not be healthy enough to take this uh, Cialis. Well, that's what they... Anyways, but if you have data that showed we tried to do this and we tried to do that, nobody's publishing that shit. Yeah, or it's being suppressed. You know, there's always that angle. What if somebody's suppressing it? And uh, see, I have, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I have restless leg syndrome. Or less. Like, like uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have it because they, I mean, anybody that knows me knows they do not stay still even when i'm standing up i'm moving but uh the reason that i didn't pursue anything with it is because it was talking about the side effects were like oily bowels and fucking and you know i was like i'll just 
I can handle my legs shaking more than I can my ass leaking everywhere, you know. I just, <laughs> but I don't trust, uh, I don't know if I don't, I guess I don't believe anybody. I don't know what the, how to spin it. I don't believe anybody. What is but, wrong with you, Shane? Do you really think that somebody would sacrifice American lives to make money? What the fuck <laughs> is wrong with you? Yeah, I think we've been doing it for years. <laughs> Gosh. I can't, I can't believe that you would think that someone would have a conspiracy to make money off the backs of some American people who, who don't really mean anything. I mean, lower class, middle class, I mean, they're valued too, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Shit. Well, they don't realize how much the middle class is valued. But that's neither here nor there, I don't guess. Well, I mean, I, I'm I'm always trying to be fair. As I, as I get a little older, <clears throat> a little older, you try to look at things more objectively. And I mean, I don't know why y'all put me in a position to say shit like this. When Donald Trump was in president, we were all over his ass. Yeah. And now uh, it seems like everybody in the world is kind of go along to get along. When, when in all actuality... Somebody needs to call Adult Protective Services on the United States government for putting that senile bastard up behind the podium the other night to talk. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Like, some of it was, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> God damn, man. I used to rub my hairs and see him come back down. <laughs> and then what was funnier than him talking was watching how excited Nancy Pelosi's puppet-looking ass man. looked. God almighty. It's, Dude, that shit was cringe, man. Like it was. it was fucking. That's why I sent it to y'all. I was like, "What the fuck is? Tell somebody, tell me what the fuck's going yeah, on." Is it like a female Michael oh, Jackson to an eight year old? I mean, just over the top, man. And he was he wasn't saying anything. I could see if he was making a valid point that people should clap about. But she was just looking at him like a lollipop. Like, oh, yeah. Man. After you get done, I'll let you drag your sack across my face. Damn right. These hoes out here for everybody, including Pelosi. You know what I think they're so happy about? They got a fucking puppet. Yeah. That's Somebody true. had their hand up there. Yeah. It's What's going on right now is almost like a comedy to me. Like, when you watch what little bit I decide to watch the news, you think that it's like a... You can't believe the stuff they're... I can't believe the stuff they're saying. And the stuff that people are agreeing with just because they're not... Like, how can you listen to some of that shit and be okay? Nobody questions it. Yeah. Nobody questions it. I forget where he was going the next day, but I was laughing. It showed him, like, getting ready to get on the helicopter and taking Air Force One. And this motherfucker had a black spot on his forehead and nobody told him about it. And, like, I'm like, God damn, man. Can we can we open up a can of worms and ju- just to see, uh, just see where the opinions are? You think uh, Kamala Harris would be a better president than what this dude is right now? I think she would be more uh, coherent. Yeah, I would say more, she'd be more assertive. Right. Yeah. Hopefully, well, she if she wasn't giggling up there the whole time. Yeah. Can you imagine a <laughs> state of the dress where you giggle the whole fucking yeah. time? Yeah. If something's funny, I mean, or, or unless you just smoke the she'd nicest, like, she's like, "Gas is about to be five bucks." <laughs> <laughs> Or have like a sit down with like before fucking sti- Putin or something. You just be laughing that motherfucker. Before I got face. up here, I just smoked the stickiest of the icky. But I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna beat up on just just straight beat up on Democrats because there is some Republican senators oh. that I can like. Uh, what McConnell? Yeah, dude. 
Where did they find this motherfucker? The same hole they found Pelosi in. I think they boning. I'm serious. Right. McConnell looks like a fucking old turtle. I think they're boning. It's going to come out. Somebody five years from now is going to release a tell-all book with them all dog-knotted together in colored pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. uh, Dave Chappelle said covered in mayonnaise in front of the whole school. Just an (laughs) ass. Probably be a video of them fucking little kids together. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Man. Me and Kelly, we had this thing going when we watched the State of Union address. They're like, if you don't fuck up tonight, we'll take you to build the pair. <laughs> <laughs> Just read what we put on the front. And you don't have to get the ones that are on special, neither. They lied to we'll him after the, the speech. Bill. It was past 9 o'clock. Build the bear was closed. This is bullshit. <laughs> God damn it. You can get the presidential bear. Go ahead. <laughs> hey, I wonder if he'd get Trumpy Bear. Oh, They're trying to say, right. <laughs> I got me a Trumpy Bear. <laughs> Man, I think that we've had so much activity on the podcast this past week that uh, Man. it's kind of weird for it to be back to just mm-hmm. us three. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I did learn. I did learn something about podcasting and editing and stuff like that. Just because we're having a blast doesn't mean you make the best audio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, we were having a great time. I mean, maybe y'all weren't, but maybe y'all should pregame before you watch the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> also, I've been doing some research on podcasts. You know, uh, when we do go to, to uh, visual we throw some video up there. Uh, you have to put labels all over everything in the room. Like, we can't tell everybody uh, that we're sponsored by uh, Modelo's and Buffalo Trace. Right. Yeah, and that's going Koozies, suck. man. Yeah. I guess we'll get koozies. Maybe one day we'll be sponsored by Buffalo Trace. I bet you somebody would sponsor us right now. Any Russian liquor. They ain't getting nobody to buy it. They're like, yeah, we'll sponsor it. Let me ask you a question. Imagine, like all the stuff I'm reading about them banning these Russian athletes and all this stuff. Could you imagine working The richest people in Russia. They're they're banning and they're putting a hold on all their properties and their yachts. If they're in the U.S., you can't touch them. Yeah, I'll tell you what's some scary shit, too, is... They just turned off fucking PayPal and that shit in Russia. Mm-hmm. So, just think about that. They can fucking turn that off anytime they want. Your money, punk. Is there. It's there. It don't fucking matter. Turned it off like your mama at 1030, bitch. And you know, the, the, you, know you know, probably 90% of the people that live in Russia and work in Russia are just like, dude, we don't. What none of this shit? Well, see, that's, <laughs> that's what I was getting at. We didn't imagine, do it. imagine being one of these athletes that had, that is training or has trained for several years, and all of a sudden you can't compete in your event or whatever you want to do, or you can't fight. You know, because they're talking about the one that was prize fighters, which I'm sure that would make fucking UFC's day because all their fucking premier talent is fucking Russian. Yeah, but if you what the fuck does that have to do with them people, really? Yeah. You know, like, why should they suffer the wrath of... They might not even agree with what's happening. Well, I think it's going to be one end of the spectrum or the other. Either that shit's going to happen, and you're going to be like, 
God damn it. My own Russian government set me up for a downfall. I fucking hate you fucking people. I yeah. want to defect. Or you're going to be like, you yeah. know what? Fuck I didn't everybody do it. else. And yeah. the fucking American people turned off my PayPal and got my money. You know what? Let's go over and blow them motherfuckers yeah, up. Yeah, fuck them, It's going to be one end of the spectrum or the other. Then they uh, seen where 2K Games is going to take all Russia players and teams off of FIFA and NHL. Yeah, that's going to hurt some people's feelings. My that's, bad, y'all. I get sanctions and shit like that. Well, maybe they just figure they don't want even the athletic money going back to that country. Is all, maybe that's it. I did see something that's not even on this conversation. I seen it this morning on the news. So, like, Batman comes out Friday, mm-hmm. and AMC theaters are going to charge, I think, double what you usually pay for an adult ticket to go see a movie uh, just for this Batman movie because they've lost so much money over this pandemic, and they said that this could be a trend for future blockbusters this summer and this fall and this winter. So what are you saying, that 26 fucking... But it's gonna. I think New York is selling them for nineteen, twenty dollars. So and ba- Batman's your fucking flagship dog. Y'all couldn't release a better movie than that. It's Robert Pattinson, man. <laughs> no, but the thing is, right is it, now is it gonna be a glittery Batman? No, I hope not. But <laughs> no. is it in three D? Does, does the uh, company have faith in it? That's what it is. If it's in three D, I don't know. It's three hours long. You better pack a lunch. It's gonna be watching the Irishman again. Do you think? <laughs> do you <laughs> think? Do you think, uh, I haven't seen no footage of, I've seen stuff, but I haven't seen no footage of him talking. Will Robert Robert Pattinson drop the stupid fucking Batman voice where they keep it going? Supposedly, I read some article that he tried, he was kind of doing that shit. And the director was like, no, 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 no. And they did something where he like did something with a microphone to do his vocal parts but who knows I haven't seen it man I couldn't stand that shit when they started doing it with Batman can't fucking stand oh, it sound like a cookie monster in a bat suit C is for cookie <laughs> good enough for me <laughs> that is crazy you had like epic academy award winning acting from uh, uh, help me out Heath Ledger yeah and then you had old dude using his, his cookie monster voice yeah, I thought it was horrible. Like, it was the worst idea ever. Like, I understand that he's dark and mysterious and shit, but why not? Why can't he have a normal voice? I guess they think... Well, I mean, here's the thing. Batman's got a disguise his voice so nobody knows his identity, but Superman goes around with no mask, no nothing, puts on a pair of glasses. That's a different dude. You know? Yeah, well, take yours off. <laughs> Where the fuck did that oh, go? Yeah. Where the fuck did that go? Unrecognizable, oh, man. whatever. Who are yeah. you? Nobody would ever know if you were Superman. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's put him in a suit and see how that works. You don't want to see me in a suit. Be bloated, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be the blob. I don't know. Nowadays, it seems like I went for years, people telling me, uh, once you get over 40, uh, you're going to regret eating all those dozens of donuts. I'm like, fuck y'all. Uh, but it seems like I went to bed one day and woke up, and there were three dozens of donuts sitting in the middle of my lap. Uh, dude. Ah, uh, damn, son. Like 29, I blew up. Like It looked like somebody stuck a bicycle Seriously. pump in my ass. Yeah. 
I mean, and it wasn't nowhere where I wanted the weight to be. I mean, uh, no. I could see if I had a, a, an enlarged penis or something like that. But okay, I got nah. I got fat. Why couldn't I get just a little bit in my ass? Just a little bit. Now, I've told you guys before, like, I look like a fucking frog. <laughs> it ain't fair. I need. <laughs> why couldn't I get a little bit in my ass? Oh, God. I thought of you the other day when I seen frog legs for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I don't know, man. And I, I, was, I was looking in the mirror the other day and I said, you know what? If I would just take a little bit of effort and do a couple of push ups or sit ups, I might be able to help myself. But I'm lazy as yeah, fuck, too. That's, that's me. I'll like, be the first to tell you, I'm lazy as hell. Man, I think it's, it's pretty natural. To be lazy. I'm about to about to call Frank Hurt and see what that new Genix shit will do for me. As they say, and she'll like it too. Mm. <laughs> or he'll, whatever you're into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's your thing. But it's like Dad's like, you need to get an exercise bike, Mike. Build some cardio. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thought of it. Ugh. It's like, hey, Dad. Sound like you Ken need to Kinnett. mind your fucking business. Sound like Ken Kinnett. <laughs> oh, fuck you. <yeah. laughs> Fuck you, Eminem. <laughs> yeah, Dad, how about you let me borrow your exercise? Oh, that's right. You're sitting on the couch, too. Shut up. Oh, dude, no. He's a health nut, man. Is he really? Oh, yeah. If it, if it's raining, he's on treadmill. If it ain't raining, he's walking up and down the neighborhood. Well, you said you said your dad wasn't like that till after he suffered a heart attack, right? He didn't have a heart attack. My mom, when she passed away... I guess where he was having, I guess going through so much stress from that and everything else, he started getting chest pains, and everybody talked to him and said, "Maybe you need to get checked out." And then they found he had quadruple blockages, so they had to open him up, oh. get it out. But yeah, after that happened, it was health nut crazy, and he got me on it too. Well, I can imagine he like decided uh, he wanted to live. Yeah, like I'd say, there's very few motivators that are more shocking to your system than your own mortality. Well, I say there's nothing more shocking to any male than to realize you're not invincible. We grew up all our lives. I mean, shit, I was 19 years old. Somebody said, run through that brick wall. I'm going to get through that bitch and probably get the hole on the other side. But at some point in time in your life, I mean, and it happens for different people, different events, you realize, you know what? I'm not going to live in this motherfucker forever. Yeah. I feel like Rocky when he cut the big Russian. Oh, my God. He's cut. Yeah, you're, you're, he's cut. You're exactly right. When you're 19, 20 years old, even in your 20s, you just feel like you're going to live forever. And you're going to fuck this. Yeah. Oh, fuck. And then when you get about in your third, late 30s, early 40s, you're just like, ugh. You start trying, <laughs> yeah. It's at that point you start trying to be smart. But then you hit the mid-40s, you're like, fuck. Yeah. You know, they say... The last spoken words of any uh, of any young West Virginia was, hold my beer. Y'all watch this. <laughs> I'm glad to be alive. But I, there is one thing I'm extremely glad is that whenever I was late teens, early 20s, that we didn't have all these fucking cameras floating around. Oh, my God. Oh, I know. Shit. Y'all have ruined my presidential campaign, man. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. because you can talk about something, like you can talk about something all day. You can tell people you've done something. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, okay, you done something. Great. But if there's a video of it, it's it's ridiculous. That's like uh, Ray Rice. Mm-hmm. Ray Rice. He knocked a bitch out in the elevator. Yes, he did. You know, and it was like, oh, okay. He knocked a bitch out in the elevator. Go ahead and play. The video comes out, and the video was of him knocking a bitch out in the elevator. <laughs> And then, <laughs> and then his life is ruined. No, no, no. So, he dragged that bitch by the yeah. hair out of the elevator, caveman style. <laughs> but I shouldn't be laughing. I'm what sorry. did what did they think knocking a bitch out in the elevator look like? Mm-hmm. That's what it looked like to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you had a professional football player hit a woman like a man. Yeah, and the results was. Hell, he, he didn't want to just leave her there, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, he, he, after he felt bad, he escorted her out, and then the video shows him yeah. dragging her out by hair. I mean, she was asleep. He had to get her to the room, so what do you yeah. expect? Joe Mixon was another one. Same thing. Of course, he was in college, and there was a lot of shit going on in that video, I remember. But I do remember, I don't know if he pushed her or slapped her or something like that, or she slapped him, but he she was coming towards him. When he hit her, and it just made the video that much worse. Oh, Kamara, that's second time he's been in trouble for assault. Didn't he kick some kick a woman that was on video or something? But ended up ended up that she said the word you don't say. Yeah, if you happen to have a certain skin color. Yeah, yeah. You know, she said very well articulated. By the way, she said that to him. So it's okay if you kick a bitch. Yeah, that makes you know? everything all right. Yeah, <laughs> but by all means. I mean, but shit. Uh, but now he, you know, he he fucked all dude up out of the Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think there's a video of that shit too, but I haven't seen it yet. Man, anything you do nowadays, there is a video. I promise. Mm-hmm. You pretty much get videotaped as soon as you leave the house. In some aspects. Well, mm-hmm. just think about it. If you walk up, you walk up to my door. You're on video. Cope's door, you're on video. Yeah. I mean, they're everywhere. True. My backyard's video, the living room's video. And here's the thing. Even the even the, the, the ring doorbell that I have in my house that's for my own private home security, if the right motherfucker got the right computer, they'll tap into my shit. Next thing you know, my shit will be on CNN. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have to have these things if the opioid, opioid epidemic wasn't so bad in our area. <laughs> and the, the meth. I think meth is, uh, I don't know, what do you guys think? Do you think that meth heads have took over the uh, bottom of society from crackhead? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Like, I think I would rather at this point deal with a crackhead than I would yeah. a meth head. Be like, he smokes crack. <laughs> he smokes crack. He's higher class. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, like, man... These meth heads, some of them, and you can tell before you ever, before you ever start talking to them. When you look in their eyes, yeah. there's nobody fucking home, man. In a, in a crackhead, there was somebody home, but they were just trying to do what they had to do to get what they needed. You know, mm-hmm. so they would fuck you over, but they were still there was still somebody behind the eyes. You know, you could look at and you could. But man, whenever they get on meth and they get crazy oh, about it, man. there's nobody home, man. If you were an old school drug dealer, there was a time when, uh, when you wanted when you wanted some dope, you'd go to somebody and say, "Hey, I need to get high." They tell you some weed. 
But after a while, weed wasn't making money. Everybody started, I mean, all I, all I got is crack, man. I ain't got no weed. Nowadays, the drug dealers don't even, they don't have crack. No, nobody cooks that shit up nah. anymore. They mm-hmm. got meth because that's where the money is, meth and pills. And the pills that they might be selling you might be your grandmama's gout medication. You don't fucking know. Well, see, and then they, they've, uh, but they've pretty well handed the, here, I can't speak for everywhere in the country, but they've pretty well handled, handed the opioid epidemic in this area for sure over to fentanyl, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's why all these motherfuckers quit breathing out here. Mm-hmm. Let, let, let's, let's take a compassion poll. To, to, if you're watching this podcast, Think about this. Uh, fentanyl is everywhere. Meth is everywhere. And I don't care what nobody says. If you're getting high, you do it of your own choice. Granted, I understand addiction, and sometimes you're driven by different things. But ultimately, you started getting high of your own choice. All that said, on one side, you got uh, Narcan. We as the taxpayers are paying for all this fucking Narcan. People are getting Narcan. I've heard of people getting Narcan two and three times a night. Jesus. So well, at what point in time do we like, you know what, dude? Fuck you. Nothing well, see, man, I've got a... It's, it's cheaper to buy a pine box than it is for an arcane. I've got an opinion about this that I've had for years. Well, actually, I was uh, in Cleveland whenever I really started thinking about this situation about Narcan. And what they were doing in Cleveland was they was trying to do what you were just talking about and decide when is... Too much Narcan for a person. Like, if we narcan you six times this week, you don't get no more. Yeah. And that's an easy thing to sit and think about whenever you're thinking, you know what? Fuck that dude. He's had six chances this week. Let him die. Until there's a person standing over top of one of your kids with the cure for what they're dying from in their pocket, choosing not to give it to them. Whenever I was there, I'd rip her goddamn head off trying to get it off of them. You know, so that's that. Like the compassion side of it is, yeah, fuck them, and I understand that. Like mm-hmm. they've had six chances this week, they shouldn't. They let them die. And the other side of that is, that's your baby, man. Yeah. Or if that's your baby, I get and that. somebody's got the cure in their pocket. And just watches them fade away. Self-sufficiency, I get that. There's autonomy. And I'm not saying that I agree that that they should go ahead and Narcan them. What I'm saying is, is it's completely different when when you've got skin in the game. Yeah, definitely so. I mean, and then you talk about the greater good. Does it benefit the greater good to even have, you know... Have it so readily available. Let's say that. And I worked with a guy that had been Narcaned over 12 times. Ah, right? And on Narcan 13, this motherfucker comes out of it, gets a job, works every day, loves his kids, got back with his wife. So it's like, it's like, what if they would have stopped at six? You know, so like just to say... It's just a, so much, and it's. I think that about everything. It's a much deeper conversation than it is on the surface if you really examine what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but I guess that's everything, you know. Maybe I just overthought it, but 
you know, when I heard that news report, it was like, quit Narcan. And I was like, at first I was like, fuck yeah. And then I was like, man, <laughs> if that was one of my babies, yeah, I, I would rip your fucking whatever. I would get that Narcan mm-hmm. or you will kill me, you know. So it's just a so much deeper conversation than at the service to say, fuck them. Like I said, if you got if you got skin invested in the game and it's your family, it's real easy to stand on the outside. I mean, I'm all I'm a big proponent of uh, actively drug testing anyone who's on state assistance. I mean, I feel like if you're on state assistance because you need it, you know, whatever that case may be, your hard times or I mean, disabled, whatever the case may be, if you're on state assistance that they take out of my check every other fucking week. You shouldn't be getting high from it. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. You got money to get high? You got money to get a drug. You got time to lean. You got time to clean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Yeah, I completely agree. If it's your own money and you want to get high, get high. Yeah. But you're fucking with taxpayers' money now. You owe my money? Nah, dog. Stay sober. Mm -hmm. Get a fucking job. Whatever. All right, so we took a little break. And we're going to come back and talk about friendship. Moving on past friendships and how that's normal and... Growing into friendships. Yeah, new friendships. So we're just going to kick it off and talk about uh, being friends. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I'll I'll say this. Uh, Even at this stage in my life, I can count the number of friends that I have. Real friends now. I'm not talking about the motherfuckers that you meet and y'all have a common goal so y'all are working together on something and and they just fucking float away. I'm talking about the real fucking friends. I can count the number of friends that I have still to this day on one hand. You talking about like childhood friends? Just friends like from childhood up until now. I mean, you go through life and you meet people. Right. And some people stick with you. Yeah. Some people you you can trust them. You can confide shit in them. If I say something to you guys, I don't have to worry about three weeks later my wife being like, hey, and you said da 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 da. I'm like, that motherfucker. Yeah, you know right where it come from. Yeah. And sometimes I'll do that on purpose to people, especially at work. Fish them. Because, I, yeah, that's what I call it, fishing. Mm-hmm. Throw it out there and see see, see what, see what see comes what back. back. You yeah. know, see what comes, see what you're real in, and then you know, all right. That motherfucker's running straight to whoever mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, it's like we were talking before we started back was I remember being in high school and dad, you know, every every Friday, Saturday, I got to go out with my friends, got to go out with my friends. And then when I graduated, dad looked at me and says, these people you call your friends, I guarantee you, you won't talk to hardly none of them later on. And I said, oh, whatever, whatever. He's a hundred percent right. There's only like a couple people that I went to school with. I'm not saying I'm not friends with any of the people. I, I, I when I see them out, I talk to them. If they talk to me or whatever, but actually talk to somebody on you know usual basis, I might have one. No, yeah, I have one that, and we don't talk, but every every six months or something like that. But one dude that I know is my real friend and would be here if I needed him and for whatever. Yeah. Uh, he knows who he is. And if you're questioning whether it's you or not, it's fucking it's not. It's fucking not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cold blooded. <laughs> I got one dude right now 
like I said, I only talk to him three, four weeks, month. But when I call him, it's like we pick up right where we yeah, right, left off. Like nothing. Just hit play. I went yeah. for three or four years without talking to this dude. He was in school doing this. He's pursuing his dream, whatever. I'm doing my thing. I called him, or he called me one day. Was like, "Hey, man, what are you doing?" I was like, "Wait a minute, is this?" And from then the laughter just fucking started. We just clicked off. But uh, I'm gonna go into another realm. My wife. Her friends, God bless, man. It seemed like their friends go through seasons. If you're a woman and you're listening to this, what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Y'all can't keep friends. I mean, it's like y'all change friends every 28 days. Oh, (laughs) I wasn't supposed to say that. But, I mean, like like, like I said, I got friends that you know who you are. The The guys in this room, you know who you are. My homeboy, you know who you are. Outside of that. I see you out, we talk, we chit-chat, and if you really know me, you know I'm pretty fucking antisocial. So when you stop me in Walmart and want to engage in a... No, I, I keep walking. Well, what, that's not me. And what ends up happening is, too, you end up with friends of convenience. Yeah. You know, you you got guys you love at work, you got guys that you like way, way more than others. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you look forward to working with this guy or, you know, and that becomes your your friendships at that moment. Mm-hmm. But even those friendships, whenever you're away from that, like whenever you move on to another job, usually they don't follow you. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you, might, you might holler at each other every now and then. Or hey, man, talk what's up? How's out. it going? Yeah. But it, uh, even in your conversation, you're still talking about work. Yeah, you're talking about what you used to do. Yeah. 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 Or something that happened. Where do you used to work? Maybe we need to talk about them people too. <coughs> you know people that every time you talk talk to them, or every time you see them, they're stuck in the same fucking realm in the same fucking area, and they talk to you about the same incident. You almost dread seeing these people. Hey man, you remember? Yeah, I remember it from the last time we talked and the time before. Ain't you got nothing else new, bro? Right. I mean, damn. Well, that, was, that was 1975. Maybe we had afros. Maybe they feel like they, hey, maybe I can kick up a conversation. We'll talk about something relatable to both of us. You know, because uh, I can tell you for sure that relatable stuff on fucking Facebook will be the, you know, something like, you can hurt me, but if you hurt my kids, I'll turn into an animal. You know, some shit (laughs) like, that fucking shit blows up and it's dumb as fuck. How you feel about your kids, man? Oh, I hate them. (laughs) Come on, man. What do you think? Be like, be like, so a lot of parents are like, oh, no, complain about their kids. I'm going to kill them. Be like, I hate them too. Let's kill them together. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? I, 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 there's a whole uh, aspect out there now of what, what I call uh, real sites with real parents. And they're all over Facebook. I'll say this. But real parents talking about their kids. And. Anybody who says, oh, he's my biggest bundle of joy. You love your kids. Don't get me wrong. You'll do anything for them. You'll sacrifice anything for them. But I'm going to tell you what. At the time your ass hits a seat and you get comfortable, somebody says, Dad, shit. Or you're about to hit ass instead of hitting your ass. Hit the rock bottom. And uh, I think there's a sensor there somewhere when you get close that makes a kid thirsty. Yeah. You know, they want a glass of water. Dad's thirsty right now. Can it wait? 
No! Shit. I seen one on the other day that uh, the kid, it was the little baby Stewie from uh, Family Guy. He's standing up in his in his crib and he says, it's been 20 minutes. Get back in here and love me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because some of the stuff your kids will do will be harmless and innocent to them. But you're thinking your timing is horrible. God bless America. Yeah, I want to go to my kids' place and do that shit to them. Oh, yeah. You know, whenever they're... Macking they on some settled, girl when yeah. they get in the teenage years. I'm coming in right then like, can you cook me something to eat? I'm hungry. <laughs> it's 10 o'clock. I'm still hungry. You gonna make me go to bed hungry? Jump on the bed, punch yeah. a hole in their wall. Yep. Piss yep. on their carpet. Yeah. You know, just something. And then say it wasn't me. Yeah. 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 I don't know who that was. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. We'll dump a whole fucking bag of licked Doritos in the cushions of your couch. <laughs> Not that that's ever happened to me before. If you want some, Mike, I'll come to your house and do it too, just so you know what it feels like. <laughs> just so you can feel that action, bro. Oh, man, I, I had a babysit. I was, you know, but it wasn't too bad because both of them were getting in their teenage years, but them two would fight each other all the time, and I had to come break it up. I even got called. It's like, man, one of the kids... Whipped out a knife on another one. I need you to oh, go check it out. And I said, I swear to God, if I have to leave work one more fucking time, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to beat the fuck out of both of you. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> we good. It's all right. They just, they're, they're awesome by mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. But back then, you get them in a room together. Oh, God, it was bad. Man, I'll tell you the way it is with mine. I can have. Two of them together, and we'll have a great day. It, it doesn't matter which, which two. two. It yeah. does not matter. But you throw that third motherfucker in there. Oh my god! You want you want to kill everybody? Yes. Quit looking at my window. He's breathing on me. I'm not touching you. I'm, I'm not, not touching, touching you. you. Yeah. I had it first. I had it first. But it's mine. But. Uh, <laughs> Talking about friendship, and I don't want to say that work friendships are friendships that you develop with people that are, for the moment or for convenience, aren't important. Because those people are important, that you you like people you work with, you have somebody you can relate to, where you spend a third of your life. At Amen. least a third of your At life. At least a third, yeah. Yeah, and and then you spend another third of it sleeping, mm-hmm. so you ain't got much time to enjoy the rest of it. Yeah. So then people are important, but what I'm saying is I have one. So the, I think the, the another part or another heart of this whole friendship conversation is teenagers. I want all of us who are listening to go back to when you had a great time with your friends. Y'all did dumb shit, crazy shit, and... You just thought you were going to, A, live forever. You're going to be friends forever. This is going to be my homie when we got kids and we're 60 sitting on. uh, It doesn't work that way. No, not at all. It does not. I mean, the perspective of your life at 19, 20, even 21, you think, oh, wow, 21, I'm on the other side of life. Dude, you ain't even made it a quarter of the way through yet. Life hasn't even begun to kick Has your ass. Has not even begin to stomp you right in the <laughs> testicles as soon as you fall on the ground. But you, you think that your friends are going to be there for you. And I'm not saying that your friends don't love you. Because I believe they do. But they love you in perspective. 
in perspective as to what you guys been through and where you are in life. Yeah, and it's perfectly the way it's supposed to be that two separate roads grow apart, man. And well, and sometimes you're not on two different paths. You know, both of you are family men. You just you ain't got time for it. You know, but some of it is. Uh, in my case, some of it was that I had friends that were, you know, into drugs or alcohol and stuff like that, and I was ready to move out of that in my life. For the most part, I still yeah. drink. I'm drinking right now, but I'm not an everyday drinker, man. Like I and if you are, I just I don't I'm not interested pretty much, you know. Yeah. But it's perfectly natural to grow apart. It is. Interest separates you. I yeah. mean what's important to you. I'm gonna be honest with you, there was a while there in my life in some years, uh I think and I'm not exaggerating, I think I drank two of the three daily meals. And I'm not talking about insure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, th- there are some, some gaps missing from my memory. But that was the time that I was going at it hard. But then I came out of it and I started grabbing life like, all right, these are the things that are important. And even when I started doing that, there were still some people that were still in that life like, hey, man, it's, it's 1030. You, you cracking six? Nah, man, I'm going to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was. I I remember the evening I was heading to my grandma's house, get a phone call from my wife. She says, you got to come back home. And I was like, what's up? She's like, just come back home. We got to talk. I was like, okay, I'll be back in a minute. Walk through the front door, open up the front door. And she says, I'm pregnant. And shit changed, man. Right then and there. But I think if you're any kind of person i ain't gonna say man because kids should change you no matter what you got fucking dangling between your legs yeah you know it changes your whole perspective on stuff and i realized that all right man i'm not living for me it's time to get what i gotta get you know whatever my wife told me that i turned around and went back in the room she's like where you going i said back to bed i've had this dream already (laughs) (laughs) it didn't turn out well (laughs) And I woke up and she was still standing there. I was like, shit. But in any sense, bro, when when you're talking about friends, let's keep an open mind because as as evident as if you're listening to this podcast, I want you to look at the picture uh, attached to it. Friends come in different shapes and sizes. Friends come in different colors. Friends come uh, with, with their septums pierced and gauges in their ears. <coughs> raggedy motherfuckers. But anyways, man, you're, you're attracted to people who are, who have like minds, who have like, and let's say this, nobody says this in the world anymore, morals. God damn. I mean, but it's, I think a lot of it's got to do with the way you grew up, with the way you were raised. If you were raised uh, without a work ethic, you ain't going to catch up with, with people who, who work a job for 20 years. Well, I want to say this. If you have ever not been friends with somebody because of the way they look, like now give them a chance just looking at them, fuck you. You're a fucked up person on the inside. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
you have the problem, not them. Now, if you, you know, if they look fucked up and you're like, I don't know if I'll be friends with them, and you talk to them, and you think they're an asshole, it's all good. Mm-hmm. Because assholes, as well as good people, come in all shapes and sizes. And I know that from personal experience. <laughs> We're going to explore that statement on another podcast. Because <laughs> yeah. there are so many different ways that could have went. <laughs> I think he's going gay. Nah. Oh, you're not? I, I've just met George Dorn before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was for you, Dorn. Yeah, I know you're here. But right. Go ahead. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done, dog. All right. Uh, we got 45 minutes in. We can wrap it up, but I want to, that is one thing that I want to, you know, send a shout out real quick is uh, Trailer Park Poets tomorrow night at the VFW. We actually, we've seen the George Dorn band. George Dorn band, twice. Perform twice, but we haven't seen the Trailer Park Poets. And it's supposed to be a different kind of uh, raunchier comedy show. So if you guys got time, come out and check them out. If you don't got time, you got plans, fuck those plans. And come out to uh, the Midway VFW, kick it with us. It'd be great. If uh, we had enough people to come out there, pack that place out, support them. Uh, I mean, if, if you're going to support any other bands, support your local guys right here in your area. And also, not only are they good, I mean, they, they get behind good causes, try to do good stuff for people. So come out and support them. Check us out on our Facebook, Try Not To Get Sued, and our email is trynottogetsued at Gmail. Send us some show ideas, topics, whatever stuff you'd like to not breastfeeding. Yeah, we don't we don't give a shit about breastfeeding. All right, you know there's a thing out there now called uh, testicle feeding where you actually get down on your knees, and I've seen some videos where never mind, that's a different show, different show altogether, different kind of milk. Yeah, different kind of milk. 